Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you doing today? I want to talk to you guys about one of my favorite interview questions, which is, why should I hire you? Or as I like to put it when I'm coaching my clients, why should I stop the interview process right now and offer the position to you? So what we're doing here is we're talking about brand differentiators. So we're going to, I'm going to really make a lot of analogies in this episode about you as it relates to a brand, because that's really what you're doing in the interview is you're marketing yourself as a brand of a, with certain attributes. The alternative to being brand name and having the attributes associated with that brand is to be the generic. And if you think about the generic version of whatever it is on the shelf at the store, it is the low cost alternative. It is not, I can't think of a time in all my many years that I have chosen the, the, the store brand, the generic brand for any reason other than price. And so if we equate that to you in the job search, generic means you're the low cost alternative. They don't have to pay you as much money to get you as they would a brand name. But you want to be the brand name applicant. So you want to be able to differentiate yourself in the interview. So when I ask that question of my my interview candidates, oftentimes I get these kind of answers. I'm a hard worker. I'm a team player. I'm good with numbers. That one came from a person applying for an accounting position. I'm very analytical from someone who is applying for an analyst position. So do you see the problem there? Those answers are completely non-differentiating. So I want you to think about, and this is kind of how I coach my clients, is whatever answer you gave me, I want you to think about the reverse. And would anyone ever say that? So has anyone ever gone into an interview proclaiming that they are a slacker, right? So I'm not a hard worker. I'm definitely, I'm pretty lazy. Has anyone ever stated in an interview that they are a loner? So I'm definitely not a team player, so don't hire me for that. I like to be alone. Has anyone ever stated in an interview for an accounting position that they aren't good with numbers? Taken for granted that you are. Has anyone ever stated in an interview for a business analyst position that they aren't analytical? It's in the job title. So here's the problem. Those things do not differentiate you whatsoever from the competition. So again, I want to kind of make some analogies. I want to really kind of compare you to a brand because you are, in fact, a brand. So just like Nike, Starbucks, McDonald's, I'm not making any uh, claims that I am a fan of any of these products, but I just picked three very different kinds of brand names. So I want you to pretend that Nike, McDonald's, and and Starbucks are interviewing with you for a job. So Nike wants to be hired as your athletic shoes. So Nike is interviewing for you to put them on the, on your feet. And you ask in the interview to Nike, you say, Nike, why should I hire you? And Nike says, because I stay on your feet. <laughs> as opposed to all the other athletic shoes applying for the job that just regularly fall on off your feet. So you ask Starbucks the same question. Why should I hire you? And Starbucks says, because I keep you awake, as opposed to all the other coffee candidates that put you to sleep. McDonald's says, because my food will fill you up, as opposed to all the other candidates whose food makes you actually hungrier. 
So next, next, and next. They have not differentiated you at all. You want to know what it is about Nike shoes that will compel you to buy them. You want to know why you should select Starbucks over other coffee chains, local coffee shops, or just making coffee at home. And you want to know what's the benefit of eating McDonald's for lunch over the other options. Again, I'm, I'm not saying I'm a fan of any of those. I'm actually not a fan um, of at least two of the three. <laughs> I won't say which two. But I want you to see the point here. So then I want you to go back to you and I want to go back to that question of why should I stop the interview process right now and offer you the position. So I, I came up with five different approaches that you can make to answer this question. So number one, an approach to answer this question would be to talk about what you are consistently successful with. So here's an example. Throughout my seven years with XYZ Company, I've been asked to turn around four underperforming departments. When I came into each department, there were issues around work output, engagement, and product quality. Some of the examples of the improvements I made in these departments are, and then you would give specific examples. So this is an approach that requires you to have three things. Number one, you have to have a track record of success. So this is not going to work if you're right out of the, the gate and you're just getting started in your career or if you've had a spotty work record. But you're going to have to have a track, a track record of success. Number two, you're going to be able to have to be able to articulate that success and explain it clearly and concisely. And then number three, provide evidence. So when I had that paragraph that said some examples of the improvements I made in these departments are da 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 da. da. So I am I am giving evidence that I have been consi consistently successful in this regard. So that's number one what you are consistently successful with, what you're consistently called upon to do in a company. Number two is your secret sauce, which is kind of how you're successful. So it kind of goes hand in hand with the one I just gave you. This is where you talk about kind of what you did to be successful. So whereas in the previous one, it was some examples of the improvements I made were, you know, I increased productivity by 17% and I uh, work output increased by 47%. Here's where you're going to say, one of the tools that I used to do that was, so I'm, here's an example. My ability to spearhead these turnarounds, talking about the turnarounds that I just talked about in the previous point. My ability to spearhead these turnarounds is due to a well-developed analytical and listening skills meaning that I figure out what the root causes of the problems are and I listen to what the staff are saying and not saying. I also have built trust with upper management so that when I come to them with my proposal, they trust that I'm on the right track and will execute the turnaround efficiently and effectively. Now notice what I didn't do there is I didn't give them specifics about how I did this. They don't get that information unless they hire you. You don't want to give them, you don't want to give them your secret sauce. You just want to tell them about what kind of things your secret sauce does. So on this approach, you have to be very clear on how you approach things differently than other people do. And then you number two, you have to be able to articulate that difference in a compelling manner. So as with all of these approaches to why should I hire you, why should I stop the interview process right this minute and offer you the job, you want to practice this answer. So whichever approach or combination of approaches you want to use, you want to practice that so that you can clearly articulate your brand differentiators when asked.
My third suggestion as to how to approach this question is what others say about you. And this approach has to be backed up. So it's going to be best when you say what a specific person has specifically said about you. And then you give an example of the thing they said about you. So here's an example. And this actually came from a client recently that I was working with. So she said, my current supervisor, and I put Joan Smith. So my current supervisor, Joan Smith, recently told me she was going to have to find something wrong with me because she couldn't keep giving me perfect performance evaluations. She said this because of the volume of work I do. So now here's where I'm transitioning. Now this Joan said that she couldn't keep giving me perfect evaluations, but now I'm backing it up. She said this because of the volume of work I do that has allowed her to triple her client caseload. This woman is an attorney, a managing partner of a law firm. The quality of my work that keeps clients coming back to her and the thoroughness of the research I conduct in preparing documents for her. So note, this is very different from you giving your opinion of yourself or your thought of what others might say about you. You have heard this from Joan. Joan has said it or, and or written it down. You're relaying that Joan is a third party expert, right? She is giving expert testimony about you and it is unbiased. And so therefore it's gonna carry much more weight. So this work, this approach works best if Joan is either one of your references, she's written a letter of recommendation for you, so either she's you know, on your list that you've filled out somewhere where it says who can we call to check references, or she's written a letter of recommendation that you can produce, and or she has is one of your recommendations on LinkedIn. I recommend that it's all three of the above. So that's number three what others have said about you. Number four, your unique constellation of attributes. And this is the one that I would use if I were applying for a position, I would use this one. So this is one that kind of says, yes, I have these individual characteristics that while in and of themselves, they are not particularly unique. I know of no one else who has all of these things packaged up into one person. So here's an example, and this is me. I'm one of 23 master resume writers in the world. I'm a certified job search strategist, a certified executive and leadership development coach, a master practitioner of the Myers-Briggs type indicator, and I have a master's degree in public administration. Further, I have 20 years experience managing two university career centers, plus more than a decade of managing my own practice. Finally, my clients love my personality, the warmth, humor, and honesty with which I interact with them. I can honestly say there's no one else out there that I'm aware of who can claim all of that like I can. So this approach works really good in technical fields or in other fields where credentials are important. I worked with a client recently who is in the medical profession as a nurse practitioner. And this worked very well for him because he had an incredible amount of national certifications, which is a very apparently rare thing for uh, nurses. And so you want to have this, this approach requires you to a have the unique constellation of attributes. They have to really be differentiating. And then number two, you have to be able to articulate that. So that's number four, having a unique constellation of attributes. And then my fifth approach to this is that you have an experience that no one else is likely to have. And this can come in a couple of different ways. But the main thing about this approach is that that experience has to be truly differentiating. So you really want to think about 
what is it about my work history that is highly unique? So I've got some examples to get your brain working. Number one, I come into this position with X years experience with your primary competitor as a result of this experience. So notice that second part is so important. So you don't just say I'm, you know, if you're in, you're applying for a big four accounting firm and I just, I just worked for seven years at another big accounting for accounting firm. But because of that, here's what I bring that the other candidates won't have. You could also talk about a unique sector experience. So I had a client, um, I can't remember what kind of field he was in, but I remember that the fact that he had military experience, it was something to do with, uh, it was Department of Defense stuff. And his military background with, I think, uh, the, the aircrafts and that kind of thing were going to be really unique and really valuable in his job search. So we really, that's how we approached it. Or it could be a breadth of experience. So I come into this HR role with experience in government, Fortune 500 startups, and rapid growth companies. Because of this breadth of experience, I am able to. So what you need for this approach is number one, to have that truly unique background. Number two, be able to articulate that background. And then number three, so critical that you then relate that background to the benefits that you will provide the employer. So you don't want to just say, I've worked for your competitor for seven years. You want to say why that helps them. You don't want to just say, I have military experience or I have government experience or I have education experience. You want to say why that would benefit them. So I'm going to go over those again, but what I want you to do with them is to pick one of those approaches. Again, if it makes sense for you to combine a couple, that's okay as long as you're not giving an answer that is overly long as a result of combining them. So then I want you to practice your answer in front of a mirror. And then when you feel like you're pretty good at it, then I want you to practice it in front of an expert. So someone like me, if you have someone in your family who regularly interviews and hires candidates, they might be a good option. An interview coach is really great, someone like me, because we do it in a very structured way and you get very structured feedback. So here's the payoff. Here's the why for all of this. You're going to become name brand, highly sought after, and highly desirable. That's what you want. That's how you get the top dollar offer. You move away from status of generic. You become that name brand. You are no longer the low-cost alternative chosen only because of price. You are the one they want. So one more time on those five approaches. Number one, what is it you're consistently successful in doing? What have you been called upon to do over and over again in various companies? Ideally, if you've worked for a number of different companies, you've been in different roles, but there's a theme there in terms of what you are called upon to do. Number two is your secret sauce. Is there something different about the way you do it. So a good example here would be maybe you're better at team building. You have a team, you manage a team, and you're able to turn those teams around, but you do it in a way that's very different than other people do. That's your secret sauce. So it only gets to be secret sauce if there's something really unique and differentiated about it. Number three, what others say about you. It needs to be specific and you need to back it up with evidence. So you don't want to just say, Joan Smith just said this about me, but you want to say, I, I, she said this about me because of dot, 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 and duh. 
And then ideally you want that written version of what Joan has said about you to show up either on your LinkedIn profile in a letter of recommendation, preferably both. Also, she could be one of your called recommenders, so someone that they would call up for a reference. But you want to make sure she's going to say basically that same thing when they speak to her or if they read the, the written version. Number four is your unique constellation of attributes. So is there a combination of things about you that while in and of themselves, each one isn't particularly differentiating, you don't know of anybody else that can combine those things, those education, experiences, credentials, like you do. They're getting a lot in one package, essentially. And then number five, an experience that no one else is likely to have. So do you come with a... A, a company, you've worked for a company that would be really unique for them. You've worked in a sector that's unique for them. So an experience, whether it's I come from a different kind of company, I have a breadth of experience, I have sector experience, and then what does that allow you to bring to the table that the other candidates wouldn't bring? So I hope this helps you in answering the why should I hire you question, or as I like to say it, why should I stop the interview process right this minute? and offer you the job. As always, I want to be your career coach. So find the URL to my calendar in the show notes. If you're ready to take this to the next step, I would love to have a 45 minute call with you. And what we're going to do in that call is talk about what's going on in either in your job search or your career in general right now. I'm going to ask you some really great questions, really make you think, and then I'm going to prescribe for you what I can do to support you moving forward, what those logical next steps would be, and what that would look like for us to work together if I, in fact, believe that I can support you in those goals. So check out that. Always, you can email me at lisa, L-E-S-A, at exclusivecareercoaching.com. You know the social media stuff, guys. Don't make me tell you every time. Blah, blah, right? See you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.